Hi, my name is Tyler Fornis, and I am the co-host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hunky here on the Voice Wrestling Podcasting Network. Every week, my co-host Fred Moreland and I discuss all the happenings of all elite wrestling and everything going on in the universe of Tony Khan. We talk about Dynamite, we talk about Rampage, and we will talk about Collision when the time comes as well, along with all the appearances outside of AEW from all the best talents in all elite wrestling. This is one of the more cohesive wrestling companies in the entire world, and we discuss every intricacy about it, including the unique booking of Tony Khan that is both a huge positive and a major detriment. Check us out every single Thursday here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Hey, kids. It's Jeff. Um wanted to kind of give a heads up on this episode uh first we're going to talk to rob mccarran uh the creator of shake them ropes uh after that uh nova and i are going to delve into some topics that uh are going to be a little bit adult in nature let's put it that way so i i'm just putting this out there in case you're listening in the car with kids or friends or speaker or whatever um yeah, th- this this one's going to be PG-13 bordering on R, so uh, headphones and earmuffs for those kids. And now, shake them ropes. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hey kids, let's shake them ropes. It's actually the 10th anniversary of Shake Them Ropes this week. I'm here with the founder, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob McCarran. Hi, Rob. Hi there. I mean, you say that as if it's a surprise. I mean, we've been doing this show, you and I, nonstop, <laughs> week after week for the last 10 years. You say that like it's amazing <laughs> that I'm here on this episode. Why would I why would I miss another episode that we've done for the last 10 years? Well, I mean, you know, you took you took an extended confused. break and then came back for a show one day. Oh no, I mean boom. Yeah. No. Um I just I just had something that day. I had to miss I had to miss an episode. I just I had, had to get some day. milk and cigarettes, and I said I'd be back in the afternoon. Yeah. And then here I am. And here I am. <laughs> That that's actually my first question. Are you happy or sad or ambivalent that this thing that you've created I've continued for 10 years now after its inception? Continued after what six or so years that I was uh not doing it anymore? Yes. Something like that. <laughs> um, am I amazed? Yes. Let's okay. be frank. I'm amazed. Uh yeah, but uh hey, I see that you keep go- keep on going and there's no shortage of of wrestling to talk about. I mean, there's more wrestling on TV now than there was uh, when we were doing this show. Oh God, we could, we could have never, because the one thing I took from you that, that I still maintain is I don't want to go more than an hour talking wrestling. Right. Well, when we first started doing it, remember it was like a half an hour. Yeah. Like the whole idea when we first started doing it. And I think none of the episodes actually use this format. No, we did because I remember that. Go ahead. We, we tried. 
was PTI for pro wrestling. Yes. And we're going to stay on a clock and we're going to have all these sections and we're going to do two minutes and out. And then all of a sudden it was like, Hawkins won't shut up. (laughs) Yeah. You had to keep talking about Ric Flair or some shit. Oh, I had to. Hold on here. I I had to bring in some more Tully references. So you had had rants in you. Yes. And then it's like, no, but I mean, it was, it was interesting because it's like at one point we, we were doing that and we're just, and I thought I was going to be a, on a rotating schedule. It was like, because you yeah. had ideas that you're going to bring in other people to do. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're doing this show. It's like, all right, cool. Get online now. Get online. Yeah. You had a couple of those. <laughs> I feel I feel like the, uh, the PTI for Pro Wrestling Podcast morphed into, we'll go as long as we want and we'll do 20 good minutes with Randy Orton every week. And and then, <laughs> and then eventually it became how long can we go until we don't talk about pro wrestling, right? Because yeah, you were in the Lebetard thing at the time. A little bit of a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, that. <laughs> well, not not only that reason, it was because let's face it, there was a gap there where okay, this is pre AEW. Yes, NWA doesn't have TV, MLW doesn't have TV. Not that we're going to talk about those things to begin with, but there's a lot of news that surrounds those. And it's, it's raw SmackDown NXT meant nothing. Cause this was even, I mean, this was right well, around NXT when NXT saved this show in some ways, because we, we did the yeah. hundred, we did the hundred matches to see before you die. Yeah, we did. Thing. We did that. And NXT was starting to do the fun thing at, uh, not the performance center, but full sale. But yeah. when we started, like it was still kind of in its infancy. And then the, uh, you know, the network was going and we had the network to be able to, to provide a lot of content for us, but Raw and SmackDown weren't weren't nothing to write oh, about. There was no AEW, yeah, and we weren't watching like Impact. We weren't watching no. TNA, and you know we wouldn't have anything to say if we were watching TNA. Occasionally, so we do of... like New Japan, or I'd go to a PWG show, and <laughs> yeah, PWG was good stuff. But yeah, it, was, it oh, that's right. You tried, you tried, you tried to, you tried to do daily updates on on. Uh on the G1 and they struck your account. They struck my account. And then I gave <laughs> up after the third day because I was like, I'm not going to deal with any more. I won that battle by the way, yeah. but, but it took, it took a week and a half. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to do G1 updates anymore. It was just trying different things, but no. And then, you know, I got a different job, got married, things happened. And it's like, I can't be watching raw for three hours. Uh, even now, even to this day, like I'm keeping up with raw for the most part. But as far as what I'm watching, I'm watching it recorded and I'm skipping to the good parts that I want to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We What we do now is we do news and headlines and then we call it the lazy river of wrestling criticism. And it's like whatever we had a chance to watch. Talk um, about what you liked. Maybe yeah. talk about what was ridiculous. But like the news is where it's at. It's like a lot of my uh, a lot of my fandom in a lot of sports right now, the NBA, the NFL, it's all in the transaction. Like right now. What I'm, what am I more excited about? Is it AFC and NFC championship weekend? Yes. Or is it the fact that nobody wants the best NFL coach of all time? Like <laughs> I am so more interested in the fact that Bill Belichick's going to have to go be a defensive coordinator for somebody if he wants to stay in the league or he'll go to ESPN and be, do TV. That's fine too. But the dude ain't getting a head coaching job and that's crazy. And uh, yeah, also the lions are good. I couldn't believe that, uh, Atlanta didn't take him up that there was a falling out there, like a, a conflict of, of uh, like attitudes or, or philosophies. I'm like, that's bill Belichick. 
That's the guy who had well, the greatest Super Bowl comeback against your team, and you have yeah. him in the building for your second interview, and you say, oh, I don't know. We don't see eye to eye on this, Bill. Well, that that <laughs> comeback also happened 10 years ago, and if, you, if you're Bill Belichick and you're asking for all this power, like maybe they don't want to do it. Yeah, and then if you're the Falcons... Maybe maybe in three years you don't want to be looking for a new coach. The hope is Raheem Morris would be there for oh, a decade. Oh, no, they're, they're going to be searching for a new coach Probably. in three years because that's who Raheem Morris is. We've seen this act before. I, I just yeah. I mean, maybe. It's possible. Okay. But the hope is there. The hope is not there with Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill Belichick, it's three years, and then you're probably out of there. So and maybe they just don't want to do it. Maybe Bill Belichick isn't super into it, and he just thinks he, he is. And people were seeing other ways. I don't know. I'm just saying the transaction, you can do the same thing in the NBA, right? The same thing in the NBA. I don't watch the games until April. I watch the big, I watch the big matchups sometimes. Oh yeah. I don't watch NBA until late, but yeah, I don't watch I, Now I don't watch hockey or baseball until the playoffs. So it's, oh, one I'll, of the, I'll watch you, baseball you like baseball. You're a baseball guy. I'll you watch baseball all year long. I'm watching, I'm watching soccer now. Like what about that's... collision? Are you watching collision? <laughs> <laughs> I will I will do the same thing and it usually happens on Sundays if there's you know some sit down time is I will check out the old DVR and I will skip past commercials I will see if you know I'm not I'm not watching every Daniel Garcia match I'm sorry just not doing it <laughs> like I know he's good but until he's doing something of importance I'm not I'm not watching Daniel yeah. Garcia versus El Hio Del, v Del v Kingo. I'm just not watching it in fact I'm not watching any Hio Del Vil I can't even say the name. And that's my fault. That's a me problem. It's no one else's. Luchador number five on the A. Son of Viking. Roster. Yeah, the son Viking. Son of Viking. Yes. The uh, son of Viking. I, I mean, Tony Khan has got this going a little bit like the WCW cruisers where there's a lot of cool dudes and they're in there, but they're just fodder for the real guys. And I'm kind of bummed that, uh, you know, that um, Andrade is not there anymore. Because I am I too. I liked I, him. And I hope I hope he does well in WWE because Andrade and I think we were still doing this show. We went to the Philadelphia Royal Rumble. Yeah, we, we did. saw Andrade versus Johnny Gargano, and Andrade yep. was a superstar. With that entrance with the mask and the mariachi band, that thing was one of the best Andrade, entrances I'd ever seen. He's so good, and I'm yeah. just so bummed that the last six years of Andrade have been wasted because he's so good and deserves so much more. And uh, hopefully, he gets that in WWE where. Like, let's face it, the Lucha guys, right? The Lucha guys or the smaller guys are not fodder for the show. What what has Chad Gable been able to do for the last two years? I mean, he's getting TV time every single week, multiple segments. You have uh, uh, Angel is back and Berto is back and they're got something going on with the LWO. And maybe it's not top of the card stuff, but it's consistent. It's weekly and it's story based. There's a lot of stuff going on. The WWE is doing what people discredited them for doing 20 years ago. And obviously it's a whole new world, but Tony Khan's got all this talent and it's a bummer sometimes what he's doing week to week with them. And there's no consistency. And uh, that talk was about the, the transaction. That was the rumble where Asuka and Nakamura won, right? And then, and then Ronda yes. Rousey came out after the rumble. And Ronda was... Rousey, Ronda Rousey debuted after yeah. the Rumble. Uh, that was the, uh, I believe, the three-way Braun, Kane, and Brock. Wow, I, I just you remember, remember that the, we, that's the one where we had the fan with the natty sign in the luxury suite. Yeah. Oh yeah, big fan of Natalia, <laughs> mother and daughter. Uh, it was, I mean, Alistair Black versus yeah. Adam Cole. 
I mean, there was some really good stuff. Also, I mean, we don't talk about him anymore, but Velveteen Dream, that was like his breakout oh, match with God. Chris Hero. That's right. Um, Although mean, he made a, a comeback last week, kind of, uh, into the yeah, public I, I guess last ditch effort, whatever yeah. the case may be, who knows, just maybe to try and get some independent or some signing bookings because he's never coming back to the big show. But yeah, I mean, all, all that's to say is... The shows are there. There's so much wrestling. And if you are a fan of it, you are going to find something that you like. A lot of it bums me out because it could be so much better. And yes. that's kind of been the same thing. For, it feels forever. like a heatless mass of just, bleh, you know, that's yeah, but, there's there a, but there's me. a lot of good at the same time. There's, there's a lot of good, a lot, a there lot is. of good at the and, same and, time. And, but the thing is you, you're not in like, God, thank God you're not in discords or, or no, I, slacks and I will never anymore. be. Why would I? No, well, I'm, I'm not well, in slacks. I'm not in discords. Well, no, no, no. I like am, uh, or on yeah. Twitter anymore. I mean, in terms of, in terms of getting feedback for these shows, because the tribalism is something sure. in here. It's like, Oh, if you say anything critical, I, what you want WWE to win? No, I to just what? want it to be better. Let, <laughs> let's face it. You saw the news this week. You saw what raw went for WWE has won. Like yeah. there's no not winning about that. And then AEW, if they get a rights fee increase with their shows, they've also they won. Win Everyone's too, winning. Yes. The boat, you know, what rising there's tide no, raises all ships, all that. Other there's stuff. no verse. I mean, wrestling is as hot now as it was. Um, like it feels different than the late nineties. It feels so different than the late nineties because the late nineties was Steve Austin, Goldberg sting. Like the stars were hot. Right. And then because the stars were hot, the business was hot and those companies were hot. Right now, it's not, you know, as hot as Roman Reigns is, it's not Roman Reigns as this big star. It's not Kevin Owens as this big star. WWE is hot. Yeah. AEW has their moments where they're hot. There's not any one singular. This is as NFL as NFL gets, where it's not about the name on the back. It's about the logo. Mm -hmm. And both of the logos right now are doing super good, and it allows for talent in the, uh, in the underlying promotions to also do well. I mean, let's face it. Dolph Ziggler left WWE, didn't go to AEW, went to impact. There's more than one option yeah. for a lot of these workers based on what they want to do with their life. And, uh, and you see some stars go away and join MLW or join, uh, NWA. If you want to, I don't know why anyone who has career aspirations would join the <laughs> NWA, but some people do, uh, maybe you have career aspirations, but have no other options. Uh, and that's why you would go there. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of options for folks. The transaction is super exciting because you don't know where these stars are going to go. You don't, you, you want to, it's the new ratings. It's not ratings talk, even though some people get bogged down in viewership, oh, boy. right? We still do. And, and it, the demo, the demo is a big it, the one demos, for some people. But it's how much money are these shows going to get when they go up? Because yeah. we're going to be talking about it in five years. We're going to talk, talk about it in four years with NXT. Uh -huh. I mean, NXT has pittance right now, but you put, you put stars on that show and you make CW. stars. They're going to die on the CW, I think. See, I think. and here's the thing, right? Right now, NXT is on USA. Right. Okay, that is that is super for them. But people people have the CW. Yeah. And maybe they'll go find it. CW's trying things with sports. I don't know if you watched college football this year and saw that some big games were on the CW this yeah, year. Yeah, no, that they, they they made a deal with the ACC. And they, yeah, the, they're the, getting, the, Car the Carolina-Virginia game where Virginia beat number 10. They had, yeah, they had an exclusive Clemson game. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's not there right now. But in five years, if NXT is a part of a rise with having live sports on the CW, there's no one... Uh, there's no one out there that can tell me that the CW won't be able to at least get viewership. Are they going to be a top network? No, 
but can they get viewership? Yeah. My YouTube TV has two CW channels. <laughs> like what, where, what are these two CW channels doing on my TV? But I got two of them. And uh, yeah, will I watch NXT? I mean, I don't really watch NXT now, but if there's a big moment or something, and maybe I'll check it out, I'll probably still record it. It'll still be there. Two two questions to to get you out of here. Number one, is my audio any better? Because that was the thing you always used to uh, fail on me I was about. sending you. I was sending <laughs> you equipment. Like yeah. I was just like, here, have have this thing. I don't need anymore. Uh, yeah, no, you sound you sound like you're in the room with me, which Thank is great. You. Hopefully, Perfect. hopefully, I sound that way because you know this I, thing's. I, I got a ring light to light me up, so I'm now in high death. I'm, I'm, I'm oh my doing, gosh. I'm a professional. I'm a semi professional now, like you were always gotta, were. I got a ring light. I got a ring light. I don't have it plugged <laughs> in right now, but I got one. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I do video calls all the time for work oh, related things. I can't right? stand doing video. I can't have having I, my camera on during video I do, calls. I do video calls, but like that's, it's just the webcam mic working. This thing right. usually sits all the way over here, but no, it's here now. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I haven't had a lot of this stuff plugged in, but every once in a while I'm like, Jeff, I'm going to plug it in. You can get me. And then usually right. I back out. Yeah. Usually I back out. <laughs> and then here I am. Here I am for our 10th consecutive year of doing this show together. You've um, just been silent the whole time. You haven't had much to say. That's all it was. I mean, how can you talk over Chris? I mean, this that guy doesn't get, <laughs> you know, let anyone get a word in. Uh, how am I supposed to talk? Well, you're you welcome know, the, back anytime. You know that. You have an open I invitation have, since this is your gig. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I have notes. And I'm just going to go quickly through notes. First of all, there's only three possible people who can win the women's Royal Rumble match. Okay, Bailey, I was going to ask you who's going to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> there's only three possibilities. There's okay, only three possibilities. Bailey is yes. my number one possibility. She's going to win. Nia Jax is my number two possibility because you can easily do that. You can still do the Bailey EO story separate from winning the Royal Rumble. Right. And maybe it maybe it works better that way. But then you have well, the Rhea Rhea versus Nia. Big I'll match. give you my thought process if you want. I take my thought, take your thought process after I give you this third explosive okay, go possibility for, it. Go for the winner. Yes. Yes. Third, probably far behind, but honestly, the only other person who could possibly win this match. It's down to two. It's Bailey and, and Nia Jax or Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um I you know, I'm I'm not on the train that she's assigned anything with AEW. I, I think she could show up on Saturday. I do. Um they always have one winner on each show. I think the men's winner is coming from Raw. I think the women's winner is coming from SmackDown. I think Bailey EO is the program, and then they do the Becky Lynch can't get um WrestleMania event. How am I going to get there? And then she gets the you know the Elimination Chamber wins and goes into the against Rhea. That's possibly. Much it. I mean that that could possibly be it. I think the Bailey EO story makes sense, and clearly they're going this route. But you can do. There's ten weeks. Between the Rumble and WrestleMania, there is plenty of time yes. for other things to develop. Yes. I, and you have a pay-per-view in between with the Elimination Chamber. There's so much time for things to happen. Uh, the five possibilities on the men's side. Go for it. I think CM Punk and Cody Rhodes are everyone's favorites to probably win. Right. The Rock. The Rock, yes. if you want to have him come back and do there, the thing yes. with Roman. Uh, and then the only other two possibilities, like literally Drew, sorry, you're not a possibility. Um, Bobby Lashley, who, by the way, is the only SmackDown person to be announced for this match so far. Uh, Bobby, <laughs> sorry, you're not you're not doing it. It's Gunther or Brock. 
and they would be facing each other. Like I can clearly, I can see a possibility where Brock somehow enters the elimination chamber, does something to defeat Seth Rollins and Gunther was the Royal Rumble winner. I don't think it's likely. I'm saying these are the only possibilities of winners. There's only five Gunther and Brock being the final two. I don't think Brock goes in this year because of what just came out today. He's involved I mean, in that depth in in that in that filing. All right. Well, I mean, it's a possibility, but I, you can still you can still do something with those two. And again, I don't think it's likely. I think the three Punk, Rhodes, and uh, Rock uh, are the most likely. And uh, yeah, and the Rock could go on and face Roman Reigns. I just, however it goes, like possible I'm not that Okada is 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 an AJ no. Styles appearance, even though AJ was under no. contract when he was uh, when he came in. So you don't think at all no. they don't debut him on here? Okay. Do you think no, Jake because... Cargill comes in? Oh, Jade Cargill is going to be in the women's match. I just okay. don't think there's a place for her to win yet. No, I, no, no. I, I think I, she's Kane. Yeah. I think she's Kane this year, and she throws out a bunch of people. Yeah. Go, oh, but look somehow at she lo- I would I would see Jade Cargill going in and possibly getting eliminated by Nia, and if Nia's not in the title match, you do yeah. Jade Cargill and Nia Jax. Okay. Um, like, there's a lot of possibilities there. The same, Brock was in a lot of Royal Rumbles that he didn't win. Like, you don't have to be the big bad and have to win, right? right. So those are my chances. Uh, Ten weeks. Uh, you have, you also have Damian Priest walking around with that briefcase, by the way. Could he throw a wrench in things? He doesn't have to. He still has plenty of time till the summer to do something right. with the briefcase. But if you possibly need to get someone, uh, the title off of Rollins, which I was a proponent of this. I had no one to say it to because I'm not on the show anymore. But <laughs> Could have come you, on just talk, to do a quick hit. Well, people talk about odd man out. Like, is CM Punk going to be the odd man out? Is Cody Rhodes going to be the odd man out? Like, is Brock Lesnar going to be the odd man out? Is Roman Reigns? Like, the odd man out kind of should be Seth Rollins. Like, I mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, I would have taken the title off of him, him before this injury. Because Seth Rollins, to me, doesn't have a place in the WrestleMania main event. Like, the title was great. Not everyone, Triple H, needs to have, like, a super long title run. Because the Seth Rollins matches are working. The title matches themselves in a vacuum work. But I just don't think he's the top guy on raw right now. You have so many of these top guys and you could probably do a more meaningful WrestleMania main event with one of them. CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Gunther, even having the title and going in to wrestle one of those other three. Uh, So to me, Seth Rollins is the odd man out. Like I would look to see him if there was no injury losing at elimination chamber and just being the odd man out at, uh, at WrestleMania. Um, But I already gave you my bold prediction. Sasha Banks returns. I think there's going to be a couple of NXT names in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, and not I'm not counting really Carmelo Hayes, who's kind of been up and down right. a little bit already. Uh, and I think it's interesting that they kept like the three most popular guys on SmackDown out of this Rumble. Because if they were in it, it would be one of the most star-studded Rumbles of all time as far as big names being in the match. But they kept Knight, Orton, and Styles most likely out. Maybe one of them makes an appearance. Maybe they, they might do double duty. They may do that they, match first. They very, they very well could to me, uh, depending on the winner, like if it's Cody or CM Punk or the rock, I think you do the rumble, the men's rumble last, but I could also see Roman Reigns going on last and maybe facing off with his rumble challenger. Who's already won the match. I, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I just think it's interesting that those three potentially might be left out of the rumble. And if they do, like it's, it's interesting because those would be three of the most popular guys, even though I don't think anyone thinks they would win. Uh, but to your last point, yeah, I don't think Okada shows up at this one. Uh, if Okada's showing up, I think they're doing a mystery match, kind of like Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, where Okada's maybe Shinsuke's opponent. Like Shinsuke's, he fought off Cody Rhodes, fought off Cody Rhodes. 
He's wondering where he lies. He does he does all these vignettes and then boom, Kazuchika Okada shows up. Yeah, and I think he's going to NXT if he if he shows up. So he could show up in NXT yeah. and still wrestle at WrestleMania, That's, right? Yeah, like yeah. There, there's a possibility. Would they give 20 minutes of Philadelphia WrestleMania time to Okada and Shinsuke? Maybe not. Maybe not. What would the crowd react? The crowd reaction to Okada would not be the same as it was to Cody no. Rhodes in a big no. stadium, but no. there's a lot of possibilities. It's a very exciting time. There's a lot of good happening. It's WrestleMania season. I also feel like it's building up AEW in a way. They had the Continental Classic. I think people are more in tune with what AEW is doing right now, even if uh, everything going on with the Undisputed Kingdom is just odd and kind of wish it wasn't on my TV right now, but wrestling man. Wrestling's back. You got any plugs? Do I have any plugs? Yeah. I, do you no. do you want people to does follow you like at all? I have pl- well, does no. it look like I have plugs? No, I it mean, does not. No. no. The hair's the hair's gone. No, do I have plugs? Um, <laughs> watch watch pro wrestling on TV every single day of the week. <laughs> You're welcome back anytime, sir. Get, get well soon, Jason Ayers. And yes. uh, You're, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's my plug. Get well soon. Cool. Talk to you later. We're back. I'd like to thank Rob McCarron for coming in. This is not the 10th anniversary birthday party I wanted, Chris. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, look, uh, take it from a veteran some shitty birthdays. You'll you'll get through this, but it'll yeah. be scarring. No, no, no. Th- it's gonna be it's gonna be traumatizing. Uh, but we're gonna get through it. I, I've already put the warning label. I've I've recorded warning audio for the preamble that people have already heard in video. So hey, I'm not gonna worry about monetization on this shit. So- well, no, 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 I couldn't. Uh, I I was going to do my own version of a trigger warning for anyone moving into this portion of the show as well one language is not going to be modulated like that because applying a filter and trying to encapsulate the level of fucking depravity that we have to discuss today uh, to, to sort of modulate language on this i think would do a disservice to the intensity and the gravity and the seriousness of the story also uh, once again, for anyone who might be sensitive to subjects involving sexual assaults, torture, um, or sex just trafficking, sex <laughs> trafficking, someone who, if you just don't need to endure a discussion of a profoundly evil human being at this exact moment, this is your off ramp. Now is the time. Because beyond here, it gets fucking bleak. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not—we're gonna end on it. But uh, there's a couple other stories to bring up first. Uh, first of all, attention must be po- paid. Rest in peace, Ice Train Harold Hogue dying this week at the age of 56. That's uh, that's well into your fandom here, I believe. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I remember. I remember Fire and Ice, the yeah, dynamic no. duo of Scott Norton and the Ice Train. <laughs> they were such a good hoss team i mean just, just they I were mean, they fun were, they, they, no they were fun i mean they, they're they weren't technically superior but they were just big dudes who could throw dudes around and that's all i wanted out of my wrestling when i was that age and, and like just a good classic visual compliment you yes. know what i mean like yes. yeah no it, it, it just they they look like a tag team of like two guys who are like different but alike and like you know uh like 
the classic buddy comedy thing. Also, uh, the it, worst turn for a breakup in that whole NWO thing when Norton turned on him. Because it's just like, after that, there was nothing for Ice Train to do. Right! The, the turn was kind of out of nowhere, which was stupid. And you're just like, uh, okay, whatever. I, I Yeah, it just, really, he did nothing after that Fire and Ice uh, thing. He was like a prelim dude. Just nothing. Let's be real about the outsiders real quickly. They completely nuked the WCW tag division. Yes. By, yeah. Like, they, like whatever you want to say about Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they nuked what was a damn good tag division. They though with the faces of fear, oh, the Steiner brothers, fire that was the and ma- ice. That, that was the match that they had to do for the tag titles, I believe, or it was the first match they had. It's like, we're okay. We've, we've obliterated all the baby face tag teams. Who's left. Oh, at this pay-per-view, it's going to be a match against the faces of fear. And we're going to make them look like dorks. It was just, yeah, I, I agree on that. Big news this week, other than the news that we're going to get into, the big business news. Not yeah, the big yeah. personal news. <laughs> this, like, like this, I, I don't. I, I'm I can't, sorry. I can't even I... go. Big, I can't go big news on this. I, I mean, it is, but like, it's not. It, it's whatever. No, I mean, this is. <laughs> look, this, this is a shitty episode. Yes. Uh, Netflix signed with or WWE. Netflix signs with WWE. WWE signs with signed with Netflix. Uh, within this contract, they have uh, the option. Netflix has the option to cancel the ten-year deal with WWE after just five years, and the option to extend the deal for an additional ten, according to a filing from TKO. Meaning the WWE Netflix term could end up being five years, ten years, or twenty years, whichever Netflix chooses. The company discloses the value of the deal over ten years would be "quote unquote" in excess of five billion. As reported, although Jimmy Van over on Fifle did a pretty good breakdown on how this is not the this is not the increase in rights fees that uh, that that TKL wanted, but it's you know it's minor, it's good. Um, in addition, WWE Network internationally has shuttered, and classic content will be moving to international Netflix. Um, so Raw will be on Netflix starting in January 2025. Wow, I, I mean, look. Uh... This is a big deal for Netflix. Uh, Netflix is actually a very fascinating business story over the last several years where they appeared to be on the brink with a loss of all of the different television show contracts, the syndication, like they lost friends, you know, like they, they were yeah. losing, they're hemorrhaging a bunch of key show, the office. I remember they that don't create their own IP. So they, they would always have by, be buying the rights to IP. And so what they happened, do, was, but it's like stranger things only comes out every once in a while. Yes, Now they uh, do. Now they do. But, yeah. but, but, but in the, but in the beginning they had like, you know, they had friends, they had the office, they had all these, rewatchable shows at everybody and then all the studios decided well why are they making money on it when we could be making money on it? and so they started buying just a slew of cheap crappy disposable programming and bad documentaries until they started making their own stuff like stranger things um in there and now now you know they they've started to do their foray into live stuff but their first live broadcast it was an award show or something and it just didn't go off or something like that but but this this has the real potential to actually make the wwe library very accessible and if you are a wwe fan you're gonna get a netflix account 
Um, yeah, are I just you? Well, no, no, not in, not until Peacock loses the right to the library domestic. Well, okay, that's fair. But like, I think you're still going to get one so you can watch Raw. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know if uh, yeah. there'll be pirate streams available out there to watch when it's live. Uh, for me, the pros are: look, it's going to be instantly available to stream. You're not going to have to right. wait, yeah. wait three days or a week or three weeks to get it on the service. You can do that. I still don't buy that this is a good deal for WWE. I think there's a lot of their viewership that are that are a channel flipping variety, like to flip between this and Monday Night Football. You can't really do that on a streaming service. Uh, I don't know if all 1.5 or 1.8 million viewers move over to Netflix necessarily. I think... Man, I think over the next 15 years, you're only going to see more aggressive cord cutting. Like, you know, my generation... Yeah, I, I my think... generation cut the cord, and I, I, I mean, I think you're gonna see Gen Z and all of them doing the same thing. It's just one less bill to have. So, and, and if you're computer savvy, network, you know, internet savvy, you know where to get almost all this content for free if you yeah, really want to. I, I just and, can't. And I learned how to do it in the hard old days of going on to BitTorrent and oh, Pirate yeah. Bay. No, I'm, I'm yeah, with, yeah. I'm with you there. It's just for me. I'm, I look at this, I go. Eventually, I think streaming is going to eat itself alive, and and especially with with more and more people streaming, then then that's going to put more and more of a strain on internet providers, and then internet prices are going to go up, and everybody's going to figure out that it was probably just cheaper to stay on broadcast all along. I I get that feeling that this this is a, it's not that I'm I'm hateful against technology or anything like that. It's it's just one of those things where it's like everybody's starting to figure out that. Uh, you know, while while we'd like to have a la carte cable service, which is really the Rosetta Stone here, if if somebody could figure out a way to get, hey, the six channels I normally watch on television, if I could just have that as a service and buy it and somehow make that a sustainable business model, I could. But right now, I mean, you're seeing these streaming services. It's just like <laughs> people will buy them for the one show they want to watch and then dump them. It, it's, it's one of those things where it's a business plan that can't please everybody it's it's so yeah it's it's just i i don't know chris i i have doubts but i understand your argument and i think i I think it's no i think it's good for netflix look uh okay yes i do no no it's good for netflix Netflix no i I absolutely absolutely it's it, it is as they are trying to make sure what their bedrock is WWE goes in as maybe a cornerstone in their butt and their bedrock. Just, just the pay-per-views people are yeah. going to watch that content. Oh uh, uh, no, that... no, no. They don't have the pay-per-views yet either. Those are on Peacock still. This is just They're... raw. This is just this... Monday night raw for right now. Just, just raw for right yeah. now. Yes. But for right now, I, I mean, and, and even just hanging on to raw, I think is really good. Um, now he, can, here's yeah. my question. Cause Netflix is notorious for cutting things off like after a couple seasons. What if they cut them off after five years and say this isn't working out? That's that's where that that's why it's a bad deal for WWE. It like essentially if you're WWE, you this is a bad deal for them because they need they've now bifurcated where all their library is and they really need to have it all on Netflix. Or all on Peacock. Yeah. And I, I think the mistake here is sort of like, oh, we're going both ways. Why? To what end? 
Um, you, you know, like, I don't think that does WWE any good. And if WWE gets raw cut, where does that go? Um, also, raw being on Netflix sort of, I think, hurts the Peacock deal too. So I, I think, yeah, Peacock's I think it was bad hurt, of them to NBC it in two directions. Yeah, NBC Universal has the SmackDown thing still. So, yeah, I mean, because they just went back to go over there on Tuesday nights. Um, yeah, but how long is that Peacock deal? How how much longer do they have on that? No, they just went back. They just SmackDown just went back from Fox to oh the oh the actual Peacock deal is, uh, I want to say three more years, but don't quote me on that. I mean, at least the timetable is halfway favorable for WWE. Like they could get Raw in there for two years if that does okay, then. Okay, hold on. I'm I'm wrong here. I, I I am absolutely dead wrong here, and I apologize. Okay, the Netflix deal looks to be beginning at, of a worldwide, all-encompassing deal for the company. Starting in 2025, Raw in the U.S. would move to Netflix and air live in the U.S., U.K., Ireland, Canada, Latin America, and most of the rest of the world. Key exceptions, key exceptions would be where Raw is under a long-term contract in different markets, key ones being U.S., uh, India, Australia, the Middle East, and Japan. Aside from those markets, the Netflix deal would also include SmackDown and NXT on Netflix, as well as the WWE Network or local variations of such, with the major pay-per-view PLE events and archival footage also moving to Netflix at the start of 2025. Okay, no, I wasn't wrong. Okay, never mind. I'm, I'm trying to find it within this. So so all the, the library is moving to Netflix. Yeah, uh... No, no, no. That's that? interna- that's international. That's international. Within the, the U- but it's still it is. the library is still moving to Netflix internationally. Here it is. Within the U.S., WWE can't move that programming to Netflix for several years due to the new SmackDown deal with the USA Network and NXT deal with CW, both of which expire at the end of 2029, and the PLE archival footage deal with Peacock, which expires in March of 2026. There we go. Okay. Okay, so that's only uh, 15 months of lag time before they can do that in the u.s yeah so that actually could be look i think this whole they get the deal started in 25 they have everything ready to go on international markets and uh for those of you who know how to use a vpn there you go yes, uh that's that's yeah. exactly what i'm gonna do is get like a foreign vpn and watch international netflix yeah I mean, like, if that's, you know, if that's what you want. And that'll allow them to have the library all spick and span, every kink rolled out mm-hmm. on debut day in March of 26, which will be a big deal. Okay. Uh, that Yeah, that, that's, uh, so, no, I, the timetable's really good for Netflix on this. You get 15 months to get this going. March is right around WrestleMania season. So if you if you actually can do, do get we want that... to start campaigning to Netflix to be the curators of the WWE network? <laughs> no, I know. I, like, I'm very excited about the uh, the idea of this library at long last not being archived in the absolute dumbest way ever. Since it, Peacock as, didn't want us, yeah, yeah. As, as though you got oh, me in wait. the middle of a blunt smoking session to organize the WWE library, and I had to do it all in one night. So by like four or five o'clock i'm just kind of like ah fuck it it goes over here oh what you didn't want to go to season three of the survivor (laughs) series when you jeez it's like put some effort into it peacock and peacock just would not do it it's killing me but uh oh god in other news uh dwayne johnson promoted to the board of directors of tko 
that came out Tuesday in between the Netflix deal and, and of course, this this new thing with Vince, which we're going to end on because it's just so absolutely bleak. But, yes, Dwayne is now management. No, the great part about this is that he has to step in, Mr. I hate controversy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. I have every single take yes. run through a focus yes. group like a yes. politician. Yes. Mr. Uh, I don't uh, have the, an original thought or a strong opinion the, the, on anything. There are I'm politicians all with people. stronger opinions, better defined, more authentic takes than yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. I love that he has to step into this, this on this, this week, and this, this is his first story. This beverage has harder takes on on issues of our day than yeah. than Dwayne Johnson. Uh, yeah, English food has more spice than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh my goodness! Takes. My, my my fear is that um, it is that we turn this into the story. If he wins the Rumble on Saturday. It's because of his corporate influence, and we're going to get that character on TV. So we're going to have the Bucks over on AEW and then the corporate rock on WWE trying to be the baby face fighting Roman Reigns or something. (laughs) Thank you, Rock. Thank you, Rock. Oh, God. (laughs) Much like the... Thank you, Vince. Crap. Um, this very much has Shaquille O'Neal taking over as the spokesperson for Papa John's. <laughs> right? Dude, Energy. Like, oh, that nails it. That that's fantastic. That is absolutely what this is. Is is. Uh, well, we gotta get rid Camp of Camp Bouchac. Camp Bouchac. Camp Bouchac. He's. He's very charming. Look at him. You know, and all, and all of that was just absolute Hollywood artifice too, that he was some sort of suave guy you could put in movies or TV shows because every movie he did, he stunk in. So yeah, it just one last thing before we get into the bleak. Uh, although this is fairly bleak. Uh, Kevin Patrick released from WWE. He'll no longer be doing SmackDown. No, uh, no, or not SmackDown raw. No replacement yet. Uh, named but i would assume vic joseph is getting the call yeah or god God knows we can bring back morrow maybe (laughs) i don't know that that you know i think Uh, vic's uh, gonna do double duty till they hire some young guy uh, yeah i I mean i i I would guess vic and then maybe they try to get a sports guy or whatever you know like jimmy smith wasn't bad that was i didn't dislike jimmy smith yeah like he got good, right? Like he wasn't bad. Even who's the kid who went to ESPN? Um, there was the Avik, but that's not his name. Um, he, no, the, the, there was that one guy that they tried not for like three weeks, and he stunk. Okay, yeah, and, I, and then they had no because he stunk, and Jimmy Smith. Part of it was that Jimmy Smith, like they, they had tried a couple of guys, and Smith came in and really stabilized things. He was good. I'll give you a uh, name off the board that they might bring in because he's getting kind of ticked off at his other job, but he's still part of TKO, and that's John Anik over at UFC. Uh, okay. he, used, he used to be a he used to be ESPN host. Uh, got the job at UFC being a play by play guy, but he is so tired of the fans over at UFC. Uh, he may just ask for a change of scenery. Who knows? Bring uh, back Pat McAfee. Make him make him the lead. <laughs> make him the play by play. Make him the play-by-play. Oh, Make him the play. <laughs> oh my God! I can't believe he just did that. <laughs> I don't think he has time with his hot with with the show he does for ESPN and College Game Day. 
to then and and he does Saturday games as well. It's just no. I I don't think he has the time I, I to do actually, wrong. I actually would like a play by play rotation. Um, like that you know, would be just cool. bring, yeah, that would actually no. You just bring in a different guy each week for like you have four guys and they use your entire like, stable of announcers yeah. and then you know okay this is <laughs> yeah because well like I mean in part because play by play. I mean, yeah, you got quote unquote the voice you trust or whatever, but one, you increase sort of the gravitas of every announcer because they all have called raw at this point. So like everyone's prestige level kind of goes up. No one's prestige level gets knocked down by calling raw. Um, and raw, you know, like it should be the color commentators who are doing the, the, the personality lifting, not, not the play-by-play guys. So like the play-by-play should sort of be interchangeable. Kathy Kelly's week on play-by-play. <laughs> Look, I mean, you know, if she could do it, you know, if she doesn't. If she doesn't, Renee Young it up. I'm into it. <sighs> time. Sixty-seven oh page lawsuit filed by Janelle Grant, a former employee of WWE in U.S. District Court in the District of Connecticut, claiming that Vince McMahon. Uh, engaged in uh, sexual assault, rape, sex trafficking, torture, a a torture, a bevy of uh, a bevy of charges here. First report by the Wall Street Journal. But um, here's what I would say. I would encourage everybody with a strong constitution, if you can, to read the actual 67 page filing of this lawsuit. Um, I have a. Uh, ridiculously like one... oh go ahead i have Sorry. a ridiculously strong constitution uh i've i've worked in in biz i've worked in big law in hollywood both full of scummy people um to be honest with you and this thing even if it's only 25 percent true <laughs> it's is one of the bleakest things i've ever read it made me almost quit wrestling podcasting altogether because i felt so dirty of it but here, here's the gist of the uh, of the suit. Janelle was taking or Janelle Grant was taking care of her parents. Parents passed away. She was left without a job. Resident manager where she lives says, "Hey, I know Vince McMahon." I feel so bad for that guy. I think he was legitimately trying to trying help. To help. Her and, yeah, yeah. Although, and, although my like, fear like, was he might be part of this inner circle because this whole thing. Yeah. Um. Chris, I'm going to let you get into details and 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 rants and and things like that. Um, I don't know if I want to give my general my my analysis of this just yet, but let me read some things from this. Um, she claimed after years of emotional sexual abuse and manipulation, and after Linda McMahon had learned of the relationship, Grant was pressured to resign and forced to sign an NDA under the guise that McMahon would protect her financially and reputation and pay her $3 million. McMahon paid her $1 million and then stopped making payments, saying Grant had leaked information to the press. But in fact, what had happened was somebody in WWE leaked her name to Brad Shepard, allegedly, or Brad Shepard was the one who first, I know, first broadcast this name. Um, the suit outright claim Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis allegedly raped her in a WWE conference room, ignoring her protests and saying no means yes and take it, bitch. In addition, all sorts of lewd text messages sent to t- sent to her, fantasy text messages that and 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 porn uh, that 
or not porn, but uh, that pictures of her that were taken were shared with various employees of WWE, including used in contract negotiations for one Brock Lesnar, in which he was also encouraged to make pornographic material to send to Brock Lesnar, who was promised sexual dalliances with her. Um, <laughs> there were that that Vince McMahon had sent her to an alternative medical clinic where the doctor himself and Vince engaged in a threesome with Janelle Grant, where he also allegedly defecated on her afterwards. Um, <laughs> and that Linda McMahon had learned of the, of the relationship and said that she would not, that, that Linda would not officially divorce Vince or make him give up the condo as long as Janelle signed an NDA. Also accusing that the claims that the former WWE board of directors in their investigation, um, that uh, she was claiming she was willing and ready to talk and that they never spoke to her about any of these allegations. This thing is just outright depressing, Chris. I mean, the the part at the end when McMahon basically pressures her, he gaslights in her... Allegedly, into, we're saying allegedly. Allegedly, what, yeah. allegedly. It like, although we don't want to get be, sued. Before I begin here, in the deposition or in the, I know, I know you said twenty five percent earlier. I believe that like eighty five to ninety five percent of this is true. Well, like, no, like, I'm saying I said if twenty five percent. Yeah, is no, true, no, I, true, I know, I know, I, I know, I, I'm not saying you said that you believe twenty five percent is I true. I don't think I'm she saying, made up text uh, messages. Let's put it that. No, way. no, I, I mean the photos of the text messages are. I mean, I think I'm sure like people could anyone who's texted with Vince McMahon could detect his syntax from this and know with like relative, because he writes like almost like a 13 year old child in a way. Um, it, hold, like, on, hold on to that thought about 13 year old. Cause I'm going to get into that when I give my analysis, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, look, uh, it, this, the, the number of sex, I, I mean, it, it's, they're hard to stomach and they get increasingly bad. Uh, the one at the very end, when she finally has to sign the NDA and she gets gaslit into getting rid of her lawyer, um, she goes to McMahon's place and uh, he forcibly shoves his, uh, his genitalia down her throat to the point where she's gagging and like demands that he like looks up at her and like is like, this is this was her final thing that she had to do for him uh like her final task there's a lot of humiliation of kink in oh, that. I, and and just judging from you remember you know that what vince always found the funniest thing in the world was right was humiliating hot women on tv he well, loved no that. no 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 i mean in real life was was oh was like pushing people into the pool pushing I people into the yeah, pool yeah i captioned that yeah i remember that yeah where it fully dressed people in their pool so that their their clothes would be ruined and yep Oh, they don't look so he has a humiliation kink. And and there's so much of that that reads through this. Um I mean, but like the other thing I wanted to say that's detailed in there that I mean this is this is why this is a jungle fire inside of this corporate office is that Vince McMahon developed and fostered a culture of torture, capital T torture where everybody in this upper deck, this inner circle of people knew this was going on. Many of them participated in it. Um, 
and or I mean, like who didn't work with Johnny Ace? Like you know, like like there's they you know like you know, Michael Hayes, all of these like top level people. They all knew about it, had to turn some sort of blind eye about it. But like he created a torture culture, and he, that he takes whole, that so, takes years to develop. Yeah, he had a whole society around him. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't just the people in the office, and you know the people in the office. You know that's even the worst part. She goes goes in this job. And everybody knows about this, and and you know she doesn't really have anything. But it's like, oh, I have a doctor. You, I, I need to go to the doctor. Oh, I have a doctor, and the doctor is in on it. You know the whole thing too. It's it's like a weird, <laughs> you don't want to say Epstein Island type of situation, but it's that kind of thing where it's like uh, all these high profile people. It's like, oh, I have a doctor. Go to them, and then the physical therapist says, hey. Let's have a threesome type of a thing. It's like, what and, in the hell? And Vince, and Vince just expects you to do this. I, you know, um, and there beyond the humiliation thing, I think there's just like this inherently um, Vince loves the power differential thing yes. too. Yes. So getting someone like her who is at an extreme point of financial, emotional, and personal fragility and breaking them like it's so he's a monster she was already he, broken and she went i to know the, and he and he wanted to break her more. thing yeah uh, yeah it, it, like to to bring you know her into this venus flytrap of a corporate office i'll take care of you you know and, and it's yeah. like oh I, I you know even that first meeting where he's describing surgery on his knee on her leg and you're just like, if that wasn't the first sign, I mean, and the big hugs and, you know, I'll be your father figure, you know, and and, and you see this in, in bits and pieces where, where wrestlers come to the back and they hug Vince after their big, thank you for giving this to me, daddy, kind of a thing. And you're just like, this is the, the whole culture of that company with that man in charge. But here's the other overarching thing. And this is just about Vince. And it goes to your 13-year-old thing, because you read these messages, and he's passing around pictures and videos. Look at this. This is who I had, type of thing. He he has that 13-year-old porn brain going where, where look, I, I'm, I'm not proud to admit this, but, you know, back in, in my teens and 20s, I had a healthy porn addiction in some ways. And, and, you know, you, you go and watch movies or you see, see videos or you see comments and stuff like that. And he, and there's always the guy who's taking it to another level. Like, Hey, when is she going to sleep with some black guys or, or, Oh, when is she going to do anal? You know, the, the people with the certain kinks in there type of a thing. And that is Vince to a T. He has porn, porn brain rot going on where he's giving her rape fantasies. On there. I want to uh, see three black dudes rape you in all your holes or something. You're like, what I mean, the dude, hell? like the way he used the sex toys. I, I mean, he like, like that too. the way he used the sex toys to cause internal injuries to her. And like, and then that was the intention. That was the goal. He was getting off on injuring her internally. Um, off there, I think a couple of times were with others in the room and they were watching it too. Like that was the point. Um, I mean, you know, there's just these various points where she, like, you feel like they sort of just document how much pain she was in. 
and the anguish and stuff that she was in after each one of these and and the one after the extremely large sex toys one uh, that that was that was an unbelievably dark beat in the story just Here. like he, i i keep going back to it i mean he's a monster and we've we've seen on tv numerous times sort of his pathologies played out in various segments on raw um and smackdown and i think sometimes people might think you know, oh you can read too much into that i never have been one of those people uh, i've always believed that mcmahon's actually quietly been telling on himself on screen with so many of these segments for years it's just that like most people don't want to see the signs and and, and I, I mean i wonder how many people are in his inner circle after reading this still don't fully believe that vince is capable of doing such a thing i uh yeah i think it's almost like you know the criminal who wants to be caught when he says he's when you say he's subtly telling on himself yeah it's almost like he's proud of it and he's telling you that on tv the one thing and i didn't see this and and you can correct me here is i the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause is that police were never brought into this kind of thing and i understand the fear and stuff like that it's not that i'm saying she's lying or anything like that um because there's way too much in here to, to do that and, and the, those text messages and stuff like that but i mean it, it's Dude, not I, just i think that he just <sighs> completely overwhelmed her you, you know no that, like, that's I, true too I yeah i know you know what I, I mean like like we like we we of course know what an overwhelming and strong and dominating personality vincent kennedy mcmahon is um and i just think he can't he he read this person and just knew how to completely bulldoze her. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. and that, that's true too, is that he knows his victims because he yeah, deals he with the, victims. He deals with the, the, these people that he brings in. Have, oh, a lot of these wrestlers are broken asses, yes, right? Yes, they're like, broken. Yeah. They have needs. They, they need to be validated. They've been working in this garbage carny industry for years, and they, they're looking for success, and they crave success. And Vince is the guy that can give it to them. And so they know that need. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's just, it's it's not just the wrestling environment and stuff like that, you know, and he, he's passing around her picture to people in production and people, you know, in creative and the crew. And then she has to go into the office and, you know, and, and if you've ever been in a gossipy office, you know how hellish that can be. You know, it, it, she's getting it from all sides here. But that, that's just... part of the humiliation kink, too. Like, that's a humiliation culture. And it's also, and this is this is the other thing, right? Think about this. Vince is subtly saying, sending the message to everyone, this can fucking happen to you, too, pal. Yeah. I, like, like, what I'm doing to her right now, she's the, the town idiot in the gallows uh, or in, in the uh, the stocks um this can happen to any of you i can debase and degrade and turn any of you into a laughing stock and make sure that everyone around laughs at you as they're like with my jokes when you're the punchline everybody laughs i can make sure of it. it's it's almost 
the cruelty is the point. Right. Have you heard right. you've, you've heard that phrase before? It really is on a lot of this. It it just it's it's one of those things where you read it and you go, all right, I've dealt with some jerks. I've dealt with some egomaniacs. I've dealt with that, but I'm this level of cruelty It's sadistic. It, it's sadistic, it's purposeful, it's it's sociopathic. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's like, calculated. Like the- yeah, that, that, it, that's the word I'm looking for. It's calculated. It, it's almost like, you know, you hear about this one and, and you know, I, I can imagine a scenario. I'm not saying this is what happened. But imagine a scenario where it's like, you know, resident manager writes Vince and goes, hey, I got this girl. Oh, tell me more about her. Well, you know, her parents died. And, and then Vince immediately calls her. Hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> Fresh fish type of a thing. You know, it, it's like it's like. <sighs> And when I'm done with her, I'll pass her to you. It's like that's the uh, that's the other part that just always gives me the willies. It's like it's like okay, I don't even care enough about her to keep her for myself. I'm going to share her with my friends and my employees, and it's just well, that's more power, right? That's, yeah, that's, it's, the, it's... The, the ultimate power is to take someone who you possess. Share them with someone else and know that you can pull them right back because they're yours. They're like a yo-yo. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I was so crestfallen reading all this and just to the point where no, I was it, starting to forget certain aspects of the cruelty from earlier because new cruelty has entered the building. Yeah, like, yeah, like new cruelty entered the chat. Well, it's like, I mean, wait, wait, what was that horrible thing I read twenty pages back? Oh, because I was reading this other tech. The fact that he doesn't spell out you in his text message, he has a flip phone, doesn't he? <laughs> Does he still do T9? Yeah, he's still doing Yeah, he's still on T9. Yeah, something like that. Like, just because I'm just reading this. Because <laughs> 13 year old is all I kept thinking the entire time is he never emotionally progressed. No. 13. No. No, he never got past it. Uh, he doesn't know how to look at people as people. Um, I think he never got over being belittled, um, and being poor early on and whatever, whatever his dad did or whatever people said around him or whatever. Well, here's, him. here's the irony. Here's, here's the big irony is cause well, well, control is the big theme of his life. He's controlling yeah. her when you're an employee tells you, you know, you can't sneeze in a, in a, uh, in a meeting because it's it's a lack of control of your body on this part, which sort of iron, ironic that a guy with the clean fetish like that uh, is into scat possibly. But on the other hand, on the other hand, he can't control the one he can't control his lust for all the things no. about his control power and, and other people need to control their emotions and they need to control their body function. No, no, it's, it's that, their, but, but, but that's control a damn other way. Thing. No, you project, right? So this is the other, this is the other thing. Like when we were talking about people telling on themselves an observation of mine from life. And then also like doing news stuff. I did it for 10 years uh, and I captioned the news and I've captioned McMahon and like, I've captioned a lot of interviews of high profile people. And one thing I sort of notice is they project their fears, their values and their pathologies kind of on the world they become the glass with which they see everything through 
So like McMahon seeing everything through control, right? It, it, it sort of belies a, I don't have control underpinning. And I think a lot of times, especially when people are pointing outwards and you see that, that sort of need to point outwards, that's, that's a projection. Like, like that, that, especially if it's a recurring one. Oh, control your sneezes. Oh, control this. Oh, control that. Oh, what don't you control? Oh, you're manipulating. Oh, you're manipulating. Oh, this person's manipulating that. Wait, are you actually the manipulative one? Like, th- this is the sort of thing that I, I've come to observe. I think, like, if I can say one positive thing for the human condition real quickly which mm-hmm. sounds kind of a, as a weird interruption to <laughs> what is this fucking bleak nightmare, right? There is something even in the worst of us that necessarily needs the light and takes, and, and this is not a redemptive quality for these worst of us people, like, people like Vince McMahon are bad, but I think it is slightly heartening for those of us who want to believe at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, like good can actually beat evil. Cause I kind of need to believe that sometimes still want to believe that. I think it's heartening that there's something about people who are very bad that they have this way of revealing themselves that secret keeping is actually a much harder endeavor than the secret keepers realize and like in a way at least sometimes the truth outs i think for fallout the real issue here and the real levels of evil we're going to figure out as I for some reason I looked at why you have your screen name as what it is right now but I'm gonna pass on that because I started to laugh oh yeah. have ass lord as your okay what I that's not recent I've been ass lord for a while I'm sorry. I'm trying to have this serious, and all I can see is I'm talking that, to Ass Lord right now. This, anyway. Okay, you know what? Discipline yourself. <laughs> I Discipline am. I, I was. I was disciplined, but you know, it's control board, yourself. Control the, yourself. The board of directors thing is the thing that bugs me because with the investigation, the internal investigation they had Simpson Thatcher do, if they put guardrails on what the lawyers could actually investigate for Vince. And if it is shown that they, Nick Khan, Stephanie, Vince, or not Stephanie or uh, Triple H, somehow put all this under the rug. I don't know what Nick Khan knew and what when he knew it. But you know that Triple H and Stephanie probably know where the, some of the bodies were buried. But I also tend to think that Stephanie might be the type that goes, this is even worse than I could imagine it. I'm out of here type of a thing. But she's still on that board of directors where she doesn't want to hurt her daddy type of thing. And you're like, 
that could open them up for liability. If if it's if it's proven in there that she did go to them and they said, "Hey, we're we're or, and and they didn't bother to talk to her after this." Or they or they or they kind of had said, "Oh, we'll, we'll take care of it." And they just kind of concentrated on, "Oh, here's the payoffs." Kind of a thing. If they were just looking at the money and not any of the other things, if I'm TKO, I might just burn this entire place to the ground and start over with a brand new wrestling company that whatever debuts on Netflix is, but it ain't WWE. It's TKO wrestling or whatever the hell it is. And you you use the same talent, new presentation. You don't even refer to, to WWE anymore and you go on your merry way. I don't think you can do that. Um, <laughs> I think there's too, I think there's too much. I, I, I know I, I actually have thought about that. I don't think that that works, but dude, um, I, I think to your point here, it's kind of hard to imagine, especially knowing Vince. I mean, it, like we may see that, a major overhaul here. We may see no. I, you're gonna have to, gonna have to gut a of bunch there. of these people. I'm because it's impossible to imagine Vince, especially with all the passing around, the, the prolific nature of the passing around of content on this. Of course, he was strutting around going. I'm fucking a porn star, bud. I don't know. Your wife's kind of fat and sloppy, but like, look at her. This is that's what I'm going home to fuck tonight. Like he was doing that all the time. Uh, it, it, so it's kind of hard to imagine that like this wasn't out there. The question is, can like Paul Levesque and Stephanie McMahon outrun the fire on this? Is there enough? paper trail to connect all of these people and, and we'll burn all the way to them but she's I, no I, longer in the company but it should still fire back on her possibly if there's liability here but yeah right yeah no but and and, and if i'm tko i keep the wwe name um but i am like literally wiping any vestige anyone who's a mcmahon loyalist gone 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 like they all have to go and rock uh, becomes the face of the company and the CEO. absolutely <laughs> the, the, the pe- it, for the people until for his people. weirdness comes out one day and then we're all just screwed but <laughs> did it for the rock i did it for the people oh, oh, oh no no oh, that'll happen hopefully rock doesn't know about any of this i, I These think types I of mean, things I think he, I mean, unless they can show, I mean, I don't think it's the rock try. is on that level where, you know, not this conquest, but a previous conquest, you know, Vince, Hey, rock want to join me? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. No, I, I mean, if you're rock and you got anything to hide here, now's the time uh, to say it. Now's the time to now, tell now's the time everything. To, now's the time to say, tell everything or you, get the hell go to get that the hell out of Dodge. No, get you, the hell out of Dodge. you go to that woman's lawyer and you go, I have a deposition to give. I would like to give it on the record. Yep. And you can seal it until you need it. But I'm getting it out there just yeah. so you know, I know about these things right now because I don't want to bug what's going on right now, but I know about these. Th- yeah. You have to go. No, no. I mean, Rock, Rock's legal team is probably working overtime right now. Yeah. His PR. I mean, dude. I there is currently. Um, I, I'm sure you're familiar about this. There is a data center in Utah that is large enough to capture the internet 25 times over. Uh, it was very large. It was developed during the War on Terror. Um, what a lot of people don't know about 
is there is a data center in Hawaii where all of The Rock's people are assembled from his legal team to his PR team. And right now they are actually using the same amount of energy, believe it or not, as the data center in Utah. They're the team behind RoboCop and they put they put rock down on a chair every night and they program things into his head. And there's a directive four. There's a directive four for rock. We don't know what it is yet. We don't know what it is. There's an Apollo launch team sitting sitting behind all of the boards. Oh, no, new deposition. Emergency meeting in the other room. He starts flailing in the chair. He's having dreams. Ah. What's going on? Oh, no, he's having feelings. Uh, I I know. Trust me. Trust me. I know. Feelings suck. Guys, (laughs) guys, we can't pivot from that to a lazy river about AEW and their lame stuff. What do you want me to say, guys? Samoa Joe is a very solid champion (laughs) for AEW. (laughs) I like what he contributes to the show. And I think if you really need to think about the wrestling of the week, consider how... In a handful of weeks, with far less skitlets and bullshit, Samoa Joe is the champion of AEW, whereas MJF for months felt like the guy who is the main character of the show, whose character was I played the champion of AEW. Yes. There you go. Give me, give There's me your, your wrestling thought. Well, actually, no. Well, give me one more. Because uh, the Rumble is ru- oh, a big deal. So, so tell me who you think is going to win. Because to me, there's only like really two people who can win. There's the only two people. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it, I kind of feel like it comes down to Punk and Rhodes. Like, oh really? I, I, I think it comes down to Rhodes or Rock. It just depends who's going to be going up Ro- against Ro- Roman. Oh, it might come down to Rhodes, Rock, and Punk. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. That could be. I mean, which I look potentially a very interesting rumble. Uh, in that case. Oh, it's um, a very interesting rumble, especially if anybody in that four way is going to be in it too, because you yeah, have like, and, and all I, that. I guess. I guess I will say Rock wins. Um, I'm going with because yeah, go ahead. You're going with so, Cody. I'm going with Cody, and I'm going with Bailey in the women's. I think it's fairly obvious that the the if if the if the men's story is on Raw, then the women's story is going to be on SmackDown, and that's going to be Bailey and EO. So I think that's going to be the way they go with it. So I think Bailey uh, wins the Rumble. I, I mean, what, what could be interesting as a, as a pivot here too would be. Rock and Punk like double eliminate each other, and it's a swerve so that we actually get to the uh, submit of a. We still have elimination chamber. Elimination chamber. The the Rock versus CM Punk is a very solid mania program. And I think that Kevin Owens and and uh, Logan Paul steal the show because they're just going to be insane. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna leave it at that. You can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen on X. You can follow Chris on Instagram at Doctor No. That's D O C T O R underscore underscore N O V. You can follow Shake Them Ropes at Shake Them Ropes on X. Uh, I have uh, you. I'm on Fight Game Media. If you want to hear my AEW thoughts, I deconstructed Dynamite on there. That drops every Wednesday. We go live about 20 minutes after the show on YouTube. We got thorough into the AEW there, so that'll be good. Uh, Chris, what are your plugs? Uh, go on to my Instagram. Uh, you can, uh, we already talked ass about Lord, that. What are your plugs? <laughs> like, look, the ass Lord, his dominion is all of ass. Uh, and uh, hey, hey, no, no, don't. You smug. You're, you're fucking dismissing glib. it because you, you, I'm, you, I'm you, uncomfortable you, you, with it. Dismissive. You, you're uncomfortable with. <laughs> okay. So 
that you gotta get a little bit more secure in your masculinity pal uh the the ass lord is is comfortable a bit of an ass master am i uh so follow me on instagram if you want guitar lessons uh bass lessons drum lessons ass lessons i will teach anything that you want to learn like ass forever we just talked about vince you can't do that fuck vince mcmahon like no fuck like, like okay here here's just a couple of like 30 more seconds okay. i think something for people to consider this week is the broader historical significance of this story in terms of the whole history of wrestling um we talk about the steroid scandal as being a big thing this is bigger than the steroid scandal if all of this is demonstrate i mean I think the deposition, frankly, is compelling enough. And if you really, I need to see how it plays out in court. It's sort of a naivete about how courts work sometimes. Uh, it, it really is. Um, I, I think at a certain point, I like to say this phrase, sometimes you don't need to know to know. And I think this is a very good example of where, no, you're never going to like know, but f- fucking read this and tell me you don't know. And now, and then you have to reassess McMahon his impact on the industry and what his name and what his thing really means. Um, I don't think it's possible to separate the art from the artist. I, I, I think that, you know, if the artist is a monster, it makes it very, very hard to enjoy their art. Um, and I think like, you know, I, I don't know that I'll be able to enjoy a stone cold Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon segment, even though it's McMahon who gets the stunner at the end of each one. He's the one getting humiliated. Uh, more humiliation fetish. Um, I, I, I. He fucking sucks, Jeff. We'll see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, 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 uh. Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show.